In the words of the legendary Lou Gellerman, hello dog fans and welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast because everything matters, uh, including k- kicking an occasional first half field goal uh, or taking the points. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, uh, Hooligan7, uh, with sarcastic commentary as usual in our intro. I'm joined this evening by uh, Hood Husky and DJ K. Woody. How are you two gents doing this evening? I'm great. Good. I'm good. I'm chilling. Chilling. <laughs> uh, everything matters. I'm glad to be you. back. Yeah. Welcome back, DJ. Yeah, it's uh, been a minute. I was going to say everything matters, including the ability to enunciate words <laughs> in, the int- in the introduction. Um, we'll start with beverages of choice uh, for the evening. Uh, uh, DJ, since you're uh, returning from, from a little travel, uh, what do you got? Anything uh, uh, outside the ordinary? Or are you back to the, the claw train? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, not tonight. Just drink some water. I actually uh, had a little milkshake too so uh but i just finished that um but just water tonight and uh hood how about you man 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 y'all know me you know what i'm saying i got i got the high quality h2o uh call me the water boy over here but i do have uh i did uh order some wing stops so i have the little wing stop sprite you know what i mean so you might catch me sipping that, but it's primarily going to be the water for sure. Yo, what what flavor wings did you get? I did not get the wings, brother. I got the little sandwich, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, chicken yeah. sandwich. Yeah, they got a little yeah. chicken sandwich. So I was trying to see see what it was hitting for, and it was it was solid. I got the lemon pepper sandwich and the uh, and the the barbecue sandwich. Nice. Thanks. So, so how's it compared to like Popeyes or Chick Fil A? Um. I think it's better than Chick Fil A. I think, other than it being tossed, I think it's on par with the with the Popeyes one. Um, but you gotta think a, a fully tossed. You know, what I'm saying you can get it any flavor you want, like you know, like That's the cool, Louisiana yeah. rub, Hawaiian, mm-hmm. mild. They got rid of the hot and honey, but that one was crazy mm-hmm. when it first came out. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I would I would put it maybe second. You know, tied maybe with Popeyes, maybe. Okay. Cool. But yeah. Yeah, and uh, pre-show I was just finishing up uh, uh, some wine that we had with dinner a couple of nights ago, which was a a Hard Road to Hoe Naughty Boy white wine. Um, Naughty meaning like nautical, not (laughs) no GH. Wordplay. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea Uh, what that is, but it sounded fancy, (laughs) the whole name. Naughty with a K. (laughs) (laughs) No, or uh, actually just N-A-U-T-I, nautical boy, uh, essentially, was the the word play. Um, But uh, for the part, um, I have a San Juan Seltzer, um, wild blackberry lemonade that I'm trying. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, I like it. That sounds hella good. Yeah, I know. Well, local version of a of a claw style beverage, there, DJ. Who's gonna be big sipping? (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) putting that to shame. Oh, we, we we got somebody joining us uh, in flight. Give us just a second. And it is our friend, the Darker Knight. How you doing tonight, sir? Oh, you know, you know, doing well, doing well. It was good, it was good. Not much. I was just uh, finishing my introduction of my beverage uh, for the evening. Uh, what, do you, what do you have to sip on this evening? Man, you know, calm before the storm. You know I like to do on most Thursdays. Uh, I got me some tea. 
uh, with some berry root extract. I'm trying to cleanse my system because this is what I was feeling. <laughs> I'm going to need some alcohol with this evening. <laughs> Lord have mercy. A, 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 a little detox before the the, the retox. Man, look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, all right, well, well, we'll do stupid tweets. Um, I don't know that I've got anything really this week, unfortunately. Um, at fight Man, on Rusty talking up trying to talk shit about it, about air quality in Seattle versus LA. Oh man. <laughs> was he being serious? Probably was he not, just trolling. He's just trolling. Hey, I'm, just, I'm just hoping our yeah. second air can cover the area like this like this damn small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'd have all every receiver that we played this year on lockdown if it's if it had the area covered like the wildfire because it's been here for freaking six <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Sheesh, man! I'll take the warmth though. If if Washington stays between no. fifty five to seventy five in October, give it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the eighty five is getting eighty five. You know that set a new record by twelve degrees, like it did last yeah, summer. Like mm, climate change, kind of a thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I like the climate changing up here. It's feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't get to the hundreds and the mid nineties and. The, I'm good. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess uh, since we don't have any other uh, stupid social media <laughs> content to talk about, let's move right into to talking about Arizona. Um, I was out kind of bopping around uh, over the course of the weekend and didn't uh, get, didn't get a chance to go on Saturday, but I've uh, mostly caught up with it or uh, done at least an initial watch, but not an in-depth rewatch to to really analyze things uh, but what do you guys think what did you like what did what what were causes for concern I mean, kind of key moments from uh from last saturday what do i like i like the aggression um on both sides of the ball i think these guys are just going to continue to show that they're gamblers um, so I definitely love the aggression. Um, and that includes like the fourth down calls, uh, calls. So plural, um, and not just in the Arizona game, but just throughout the year, just got to tidy up the, the play calling, um, and just kind of like knowing your personnel a little better in regards to that, you know, going to the sh- short side with pitches and things like that to, you know, a, a stiff ankled, stiff hipped running back is probably not the best bet. Um, so I'd say on, uh, just overall, what I liked was the aggression. What I think you you could improve, obviously, um, you know, being a dead horse is going to be the defense. Um, I was kind of pointing to a, to a little stretch run when I think we pulled away, got to maybe 42, 24 when, um, in the third quarter where we kind of buckled down, played a lot more like cover two, even allowed our guys to kind of hold and get penalties and things like that, where the guys weren't playing scared, but they were kind of playing more physical. So I did kind of like that. And it did. Uh, re benefit um, in regards to slowing down their pass game a little bit, um, but that was obviously short lived. So I did like a little bit of the adjustments I saw there, a little bit more cover too, um, a little bit more hands on with the DBs and things like that. I was even thinking maybe you know when Dom's back, or even maybe now throwing another DB. Um, the the linebackers aren't really showing the. Uh, Going moving to cover two kind of really helped the DBs out a lot, allowed them to kind of see everything and then kind of play downhill. But they then started attacking the linebackers. So um, I think it'd be kind of cool to see 
if they can um, add another DB to the field. But yeah, so I'd say that would be a cause of concern. Just a little bit of that, that defense, obviously, but there were some some awesome bright spots to take away as well. Yeah, to piggyback off what he was saying, um, offensively, I mean, we put a 49 and it felt like we should have had 60 plus um, just with some of the decisions that just boggled me, just sticking to <laughs> outside runs on short down and distances on fourth down and not converting multiple times. You're like, what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? At least um, six would have made it. 56 or we would have had a, a our 50 burger that you called for uh you call it the 50 burger man it always get right there and then let me know um but I'm, I'm hoping that he understands i mean i love wayne but you know six games plus in he's not an east west back let's just stop pitching the ball <laughs> to him you can run him downhill but let's let's cut the pitching out um i'm hoping that uh <clears throat> Mr. Cole can find some hands so we can utilize him um, as well. Um, but overall, um, solid execution by Mike. I mean, although eight. I, I got to give Dev credit. He did that. The onside recovery onside was key. Like, that was that. big. That was big. I give him that. No, I, I you know, I, I that's almost that, that person I want to see succeed just so he could just prove me wrong. I'm tired of just watching him just just not come through in like the smallest things, but then the biggest moment of the game he comes through too. Um, but anyway, uh, receivers showed out. Um, it felt like a practice to me being there. You know what I mean? As far as like, it felt like a seven on seven when we had the ball um, with just pitch and catch. Um, so I didn't really see a threat there defensively. Um, on the f- flip side of that, I mean, I was hoping we punished Delore, but he still, I mean, we still allowed him to throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, a, um, a 900 yard. really get a lot of big hits on him um, to, like, rattle him in the pocket either. Um, so I was a little disappointed there. Um, I mean, you never want to give those kind of yards, especially at home, uh, to an inferior opponent. But, you know, they got the weapons outside as well, so you kind of understand. Um, I thought the corners, I mean – Besides some catching runs, did okay. Uh, the linebackers kind of disappointed too in the middle of the field in coverage uh, when plays started to break down, and that's where you kind of saw a lot of extended drives, which led to touchdowns as well. Um, I thought the run defense did really well. Um, they bowed the neck when they needed to, but um, yeah, it's just just allowing the quarterback to scramble around and create those explosives really hurt us. So I'm hoping that as we get healthier and the defense develops, especially with the corners that our linebackers can really help out um, in coverage in uh, those type of situations. But other than that, I was pleased. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not wrong that it probably felt in feeling like a seven on seven game when you have a a game where there's 916 yards of passing offense. (laughs) Jeez Louise, man. (laughs) My goodness. Punching holes in the air. <laughs> Shout Which, out to Mike, though, throwing for a Husky record. Five, yeah, six, yeah, absolutely. That's nuts. That man was on fire. Uh, so I, I was going to tell you guys. Who I, held the record before Mike Penix uh, broke it? Was that Cody? Cody. It was, was say, Cody, Cody 455. Yeah. Come on. So Mike broke it by uh, quick math. Uh, 61 yards. Yes. I think he broke it in the third quarter against Arizona, yeah. 
Damn. Yep. Rome having four four hundred yard receiving games back to back to back to back. Back to back to back to back to back to back. Nine catches, one sixty nine and two touchdowns. He's a stud. Polecat over hundred two. Go ahead, DJ. Oh yeah, so I was just gonna say I didn't get a chance to watch a ton of the game. I was traveling on a plane, but from what I can, what I saw, uh, I mean, obviously the passing offense, like that's just self-explanatory how they well they did Penix and the receivers. But I also like seeing uh, Davis and Sam Adams out there a little bit to get in a little change of pace there with the running back situation because I'm I'm not a huge fan of Wayne T. I mean, not that he's bad, but he shouldn't be a number one back. And so I, I'm, I like Cam Davis a lot. But, yeah, seeing Sam Adams out there doing some things, that was that was impressive. I don't think a lot of us thought he would, at least before camp, thought he would even be out there at all. I mean, then he show, started showing out a little bit in camp. And so, yeah, I, I like seeing him out there. And then from what I saw, I, I could be wrong. Like It looks like we we're, you know, rushing the quarterback pretty well, just not getting to him. Yeah, that that, sound about right that's I what it was. Like, Jeremiah got there a couple times. You know, Voy got some pressures a couple times. Just couldn't. Be a big one at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that ZTF play where he, like, bull rushed the dude. Yeah, that <laughs> the, was, the tackle. That was yeah. Nice. yeah. It's like, hey, have a seat. <laughs> Free of charge. It's 4 and 5 player. 4 and 5. I'm going to need you to be there, okay? Um, and and a quick one, one last thing. Quick shout-out to the O-line. Uh, just – Given Penix so much time, not just this game, but all season, and they're doing an amazing job with the the pass blocking it for sure. And they, yeah, it was that was really impressive. I was yeah. I was screaming Sammy's name like as he was getting each rush, just Sammy. Uh, it was just so exciting to kind of see a player who a lot of people wrote off um, last year and things like that saw kind of burn in the depth chart, and not only to to play. Um, but play well, score his first touchdown as well, and then get praise from the offensive coordinator who, uh, you know, is really uh, – he kind of holds dear to praise. So uh, <laughs> him him giving Sam some love, calling him a three-phase guy, and, and, you know, we want future running backs for UW to kind of look like Sam. That was a, a dope – some dope homage uh, to him and what he means to this program. Yeah, and I will say, you know, certainly also a big shout-out to Cam Davis. Like, yeah, obviously he had the two touchdowns, but those were both like – critical situations like those were like momentum plays where the you know it could have been started to, to head back the other way and you know got him in the end zone uh i will say in terms of a, a mike Penix highlight for me in the game um was actually rome's second touchdown the roll to the opposite basically almost to the opposite sideline and then throwing it back all the way to rome on the basically on the other side of the field to just Slightly back up a couple steps into the end zone. That was uh, that was pretty nice. Not gonna lie. I mean, greatest uh, cold flex that we kind of been waiting for. You know, from the marketing department. Uh, I, you guys see that graphic where you know UW was just like choose your fighter. You know, who do you want to be? You want to be the quarterback. You want to be one of these two running backs. You want to be one of these three receivers. So like that. That's a, a cool facet to this this team and and kind of this program moving forward. That's going to be real exciting to kind of see just how many players have great games. We saw how great Rome's game was, but we're not talking about how Jalen Polk had, what, five for 105 as well. Yeah, you know, his, his second. Yeah. What, what do we have? Four for 95. Okay, yep, see. This is what ESPN says. So, so he was just shy of it. 
Jalen had six for 77, and then both Westy and Giles had 49 yards. Giles on three catches, Westy on five. Uh, Wayne T was over 40 yards on five catches. Sam had a couple. Um, and yeah, I, I will say that to DJ, to your point, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do a quick rundown of the running back stack stats. Cam Davis, eight for 41 yards, average of 5.1 and two touchdowns. Uh, Sam, six carries, 20 yards, 3.3. With a long of nine, uh, Wayne T, uh, 10 for 18 yards. Uh, you all can do the math on what that average per carry is. Um, but definitely a, a factor in the passing game, of, you know, and, and not to, to knock Wayne at all. Um, but I think in terms of dynamic play from the running back position, Cam and Sam, baby. I, I think I think we can see that we don't we're never going to rely on our running game to win games. Like it's just a compliment to the pass game. So I think that's why I think Wayne T's in there. He's damn near the the sixth offensive lineman. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he just is, is keeping, he's keeping Penix clean. Um, one of the main things grub and um, kind of the board we're kind of speaking about was how you just know he knows what the play is and he's helping other people know what the play is. So got a got captain quick. So I think that's his value this year. Um, specifically, obviously, like with Penix's, uh, you know, injury history, I think it's very valuable to not have like a a pass pro uh, mishap or things like that. So um, that's why I don't really have too much of a problem with Wayne T playing because I know that we don't really rely on our run game to kind of win games anyway. So yeah, I mean, he's I, definitely deserving the play. I think just as I mentioned, I don't think he should be out there maybe as much as he should, but yeah, he. He should be in the rotation for sure. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I don't think I think we were talking about it in the pre-show. It's maybe Wayne's not the guy to run the short side, short yardage pitch play. Exactly. Pick up two know yards. your personnel. Like, hey, if we're going to line up, you know, basically in power, put Mike under center and do a, you know, a single back, you know, pure dive. Wayne could be the guy. But uh Put your guys in the positions to be successful. He's not the no disrespect to him, but he, he he's not particularly wiggly. <laughs> he's not he's not wiggly at all. He no got them stiff ankles, stiff ankles, and them stiff hips. Was it this Arizona game or Arizona State game where he had like the guy one on one off the on the side off the catch and and he, he fell? No, no, he uh, he couldn't even break a tackle. Not even close. It was like I think it was there. It was this game, the Arizona game. I mentioned that in regards to to almost every game this year. Like outside of I forgot who pointed it out, but outside of Rome, there's nobody who consistently makes the first guy miss. Like that's Cam Davis. That's anybody. Well, Nixon does, but yeah. I mean, I think Jalen Polk has a potential too, just for this mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, if he gets those type of Jalen a little bit, or, you know, McMillan as well. He rarely has a ball in his hand than five yards, so you don't really know like what he really can do after the catch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I would just, I would guess that he would make somebody miss for sure. Uh, if we're gonna briefly look ahead to next year, uh-huh. the table. Come on, tight, busy. <laughs> Even Will Nixon, I mean, we saw his burst. His burst, like he get he get north and south. Like we see a lot of the guys, uh, just around the the country, around the conference with 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 bursts like Will Nixon, and they're playing. <laughs> Shoot, uh, he seems like a a guy that could easily go over a hundred in any given day. So, yep. 
All right. Anything uh, left to talk about from Arizona, or should we go ahead and move on to uh, the <laughs> it's that time of year again. Here we go. Culture Bowl. Nightmare Fuel mascot named Oski. Empty stadium. Slightly fuller than Stanford, so credit to them for that. True. um, Fresh off a uh, a, uh, a hard-fought loss against Colorado. Uh, uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's what I'm saying. It's almost more pressure this week to win. Oh, I'm gonna lose my. I'm gonna lose my ever living shit if we lose the cow. After I just you just look at like can they score forty points? And the answer is no. Score twenty four, you're good. You're good. They scored forty against. They scored forty nine against Arizona. On accident, everybody gonna score forty nine against Arizona. (laughs) Well, let me ask you guys this: who who do you think is a better team? Arizona State or or Cal? Arizona State. Arizona State. You think yeah. Arizona State's better? Yeah, yeah. there's Cal more has, talent. Cal has a third ranked defense. I mean, they're solid defensively, but offensively, they're not. They don't put no. I mean, they, I think they they got Jeremiah Hunter and a couple other guys, but that's not and Jade not. That's about it. And and certain um, is it Trayvon Sturdivant or Sturdivant. yeah, Sturdivant. Yeah, Sturdivant. like they've got and number pieces. eleven. But I, it's one of those games where I don't expect, even with as much as we've been struggling on the defensive side of the ball, I don't roll. I don't know that I would trust their offense to be able to just consistently execute enough to stay yep. in the game if we're scoring points. Like our route to as much as possible, do what we do, score thirty-five plus, and. Is Cal gonna really stay with us? No. I don't think so. And and also too, you gotta think Arizona State game, Brian Thompson was making some crazy tough catches. Like mm-hmm. to to really like and to the point where it's like, damn, if they win this game, it's like, okay, they earned that. Like that was a catch he doesn't make in any individual game, you know. So can Cal our offensive weapons make those types of big plays consistently? I'll say no, because um, I even think those ASU, like Brian, like I said, Brian Thompson hasn't made those catches his whole career. You know, well, I mean, um, so and we can. I mean, like let's look back and to, to briefly touch back into the Arizona game. Four of Arizona's first five possessions last week did not end up in points. That's like, yep. like, and Arizona, and who has a better offense, Arizona or Cal? <laughs> uh-huh. Like, is this a question? <laughs> Our defense is. It was our offense that right. You know, it, it, only it scored twenty one in the first. If and we we talked about it in the pre show that twenty. You know, our third touchdown came with five seconds left in the half. If we maybe either convert on those, don't do quite maybe the cute out scheme you play calls, or just take the points and kick the field goal with a kicker that had to that point this year not missed a kick at all that's a different equation. And then like that score at the end of the half, mm-hmm. and, yeah, uh, that score at the end of the half takes it, takes it to 27 
14 and you're stretching the game earlier than that. Yeah. Go ahead, Darker Knight. Our missed opportunities early led to their to their momentum to go down and score. You remember we yep. <laughs> remember that quick turnaround where we got stopped on fourth down and boom boom. I mean they were down the field and they had a touchdown and what was it the next two plays? Because they had two explosive plays. Remember they had that crossing route uh to T Mac. Mm-hmm. And he just, I mean, right down the sideline. And then the other one, a Dorian Singer. Yeah, it was just quick hitters. That's all it was. I mean, those momentum shifts were just, it happened so fast in those games. But if we can, the defense could just summon what they did in those first four to five possessions, where they came out solid, focused, and got media pressure and just forced them to get the ball back to us. We could just, I mean, they got it in a I've seen, I mean, I was I was pleasantly surprised with the strides we made defensively. Um, Agreed. Though, I agree. Even though the 39. scoreboard may not look like it, but yeah. I mean, yep. But there's always a good offense. A couple of explosive, you take those off. Exactly. So you take a couple of those off and, you know, you figure like what they were able to accomplish and the communication looked a lot better. Just It just happened when the plays were extended, they broke down. You That's also it. you could coach you, that. You also have Bill Musgrave, who's on the hot seat, who's also like had some very tough, you know, games play calling. So he's not in any type of rhythm uh, in regards to his play calling either. So, and we're week seven now, and you have no rhythm. Um, you know, you're flip flopping. You got a freshman starting running back, and now he's sure he's good. But you've had you got two dudes who have a bunch of playing time that's that are behind him, and they're not you know good enough. So. I feel like uh, that offense is kind of scrambling for weapons and things. And like Darker Knight said, in regard to like Jeremiah Hunter and a couple other weapons, I just don't think that they're going to be able to um, execute consistently, especially executing those explosives. So, and even conversion stuff, I think you might we might have a couple stands this game where like our our D line buckles down and kind of proves um, that strength. So yeah, I mean, and yes, Cal has a good a good defense. That's a, a cause for concern. Um, but let me run down the list of who Cal has played to establish where they are defensively ranked. UC Davis, UNLV, Notre Dame, Zona, Cougars, Colorado. They better be ranked top three shit. I mean, yeah, the Cougars have a decent offense and Arizona does, but the other teams are not exactly vaunted offensive powers like they're stepping up in class in terms of the athlete and scheme that they're facing this saturday there was more firepower uh coming from stanford for sure so and we saw what what we saw what we do to to an immobile quarterback and now Plummer's not super immobile but i mean this is gonna be uh good he ain't t-mobile hey he ain't something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think I think Cal they're going into this game thinking the only way they, they the only chance they have is to slow the game down and extend it with their running game. I mean, Jade Knott is explosive. I mean, he's averaging six and a half yards a carry. He has almost six hundred yards rushing on a year. Um, he's by far the the best offensive player. He's a freshman. Um, we need to. I mean, I would commit to the run and just got to. Figure out some games outside where we want to run. If we just want to, you know, play a base four and just rally and tackle. Um, now that we are playing on turf, can't use grass as an excuse. Um, 
It shouldn't be an excuse. He's, he's not an imposing runner either, though. He's more of a straight line burner kind of guy. So getting him to stop, start, and run east and west, uh, I think benefits us because we do have the team speed to corral him. Um, is he the best running back we've faced all year, you think, so far? No, Zach is. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm done, yeah. <laughs> no, Zach's a Sunday Zach's guy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And we had to worry and, about, like, not that Plummer is immobile, but his movement skill is not DTR. Let's mm-hmm. not get it twisted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so the reason why I brought up that question about Cal and Arizona State now that I look at their schedule, I can see why you guys say Arizona State's better. But, I mean, the stat-wise, uh, I mean, Cal has one more win. But they they only average like three less points a game than Arizona State. Uh, and then, obviously, their, their defense is a lot better. So that's why I was like, uh, are they? Like, who would win in a matchup between the two? I don't know. Uh, I can see why she's Arizona State, but that just makes me worry that you know we lost, we couldn't beat Arizona State. And Arizona teams, and- teams also find ways to score points versus us. They struggle all year versus other opponents, and then randomly yeah. versus us, they're able to have some type of you know play calling success. I think this just comes down to what we said, you know, at the beginning of the year after we saw the first. I'd say once we saw the Michigan State game, can can you score with us? Can Cal can Cal versus any Power Five opponent score forty points? I don't, I don't. Other than Arizona, I don't. I don't know. You know what I mean. And that game was real fluky, but I don't think they can score forty points like consistently. So, and we're for sure going to score forty because we have against basically everybody. every every. UCLA was thirty-two, right. <laughs> and that was because we. Yeah, I mean, and we had some bad giveaways and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, yeah, before we do, to, I, mean, I was gonna say compared to Arizona State, I mean, just with their personnel, I'd be shocked if they put up the type of performance that even Arizona was able to muster. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna stick to what they do well, and that's run the ball. That's what they they're proven to do well, um, especially in the wins, but. Uh, they're just not a passing team. I wouldn't consider them a uh, drop back and <laughs> sling the ball around the yard. So yeah, yep. that's your your weakness. Like that's not their strength. So I don't see why they change it up all of a sudden um, against us. I mean, maybe they if they happen to see something that you know based on our you know our previous games and they feel like they can take advantage of that matchup. I just don't think they have the guys athlete for athlete that can do that and then that 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 ball control running just isn't gonna like it isn't gonna work it's gonna limit their possessions too and if anything you have to just match the pace like and and outpace us you saw ucla was to the line quick up ball out quick too oh back to the line ball out so like cal's gonna you know they're gonna really have to those trenches (laughs) games those trenches games we've seen this year favor our front seven yep Agreed. So think of all the teams that we played this year who you would think have an advantage offensively or running the bar and known for having powerful offensive lines. And we've, I mean, that's just not the way you're going to win the game. Mm-hmm. So to beat this it's team, Stanford, you have I mean, to throw the ball. If you can't throw against UW, it's not going to win. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a matter of 
is probably a better running back than Michigan State or Stanford have had. Probably. Is there a line as good as Michigan State or Stanford's? Probably no. not. No. So it's kind of that's, a net. There you go. Yep. Um, let's, let's do something a little different before we give predictions on uh, UW Cal. Let's, uh, let's go back Ooh. to something we used to do a little bit and talk a little bit more conference-wide. And let's just go around the league with some predictions about what we Oh, I like it. Okay. We don't need to necessarily go specific score predictions unless you guys want to. Um, that's us. That's a spicy meat of all. <laughs> well, and let's let's start with the the one that's the most peppery, uh, since it's the first Pac-12 game this weekend. Uh, we got the uh, uh, still undefeated Bruins uh, heading up the road to Otson. Twelve thirty kickoff on Saturday. What do we think? Yeah. That's gonna be a fun game. Hey, I go for. Uh, I think that's strength versus strength. I think yeah. UCLA has shown um, uh, to 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 be able to finish tough games out um, and uh, finish tough opponents too. Um, I think UW's a tough opponent. I think Utah's a tough opponent, and they um, handled both opponents fairly easily. Um, so, I think um, strength of schedule and just kind of like who's more comfortable in their scheme and within their identity. I think that's definitely going to go to UCLA. Um, so I think UCLA does what they did to UW and what they did to Utah. Um, and I think this is going to be, uh, I'll say, um, 35-24. Ooh. Relatively comfortable. Because Utah's a better team than Oregon, and they were comfortable versus Oregon. Or, sorry, uh, versus uh, versus Utah. So UCLA was comfortable versus Utah. So. Yeah, they were up 40-16 to 16 versus us. At some point, so like we assisted in that. Was a that bad? Bit, but yes, it was. Yeah, yeah it was. There was. I mean, watching. I mean, I you know, obviously watching UCL against us, but the true test was watching them against Utah last week, and I was amazed at how they controlled the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. You can control the line of scrimmage against Utah. Oregon don't stand a damn chance against them uh, at the line of scrimmage unless they, they're blitzing. Um, I think Zach Charbonnet has a career day uh-huh. uh, running the ball. Uh-huh. Uh, he's fresh. I just, Bo Nix is due for a Bo Nix game uh, where he's jeffling high and turns the ball over a lot. Um, I could see Chip Kelly going in there with a lot of vengeance. The team knows how much this means to him. And I think a lot of folks underrated UCLA coming into the year kind of mm-hmm. surprised at their growth. But when you look at the look at over the years, like they've improved every year slowly, but this year they kind of boomed. Mm-hmm. Um, I see them going in the Austin and winning, I'm going to say, first half's a defensive type of game. But I see UCLA pulling away at the end. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say 31-21. Yep, that's gonna be that. You hit on something that I was gonna say as it regards this game is that if uh, the average or bad Bo Nix shows up, that's gonna be a a tough day uh, down in Duckyville. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's probably gonna be a little bit more of a shootout, and I think um, based on Oregon's running game, and I think Oregon. Um, has as probably as good a running game as as Utah, if not a little better. 
Um, oh yes, and I, and I think you know, and I'm super, and I, I'll I'll call a spade a spade. Um, you know, Oregon has a staff that is very much over-indexed on recruiters, but I will say that the coaching job that Adrian Clem has done with their O-line has been impressive this year. Um, and I think they're going to be able to maintain and stay with UCLA and keep keep pace for a while. I see this one kind of in that 38-31 kind of range. Could, could honestly be a, be that score either way. Um, but I think the senior quarterback, um, and I think that the you know, DTR is taking the next step. And then I think certainly between – Charbonnet and Bobo and some of the other weapons that UCLA has um, that will keep Oregon from keying in on on Charbonnet. I think I, I agree. I think UCLA actually gets it done. DJ, we haven't heard your thoughts on this one. What do you think, man? Yeah, so I'm going against the grain. Uh, so I think I think that it's just, since this game's playing at Autzen, I think the Ducks win this game. Yeah, if it's played, uh, if it's played at UCLA, uh, I'll say UCLA for sure. Uh, and also, I don't want to give Clem too much credit because all all five of those guys have loads yep. of experience. Agreed. And almost any coach can come in and they were good uh, last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were they were so lucky to get all those five guys back. Like, well, most situations, I'm those, two of them Clem, are leaving. It's progress for Clem because he's had a lot of talent before yeah. that he didn't do a damn thing with. So, <laughs> yeah. Dillingham's offense also helps O line too. So. Yeah. True, but I I will say this like. I actually wouldn't be that shocked if UCLA blew them out. I don't want to say blow them out, but if they win like by two scores or something at the end, like because yeah, if Bo Nix has one of his games where he throws an interception or pick six, something like that, that could like sway it to UCLA's favor by a lot, and they get momentum and win by a good amount. But yeah, I'll, I'll say it's going to be in the 30s, probably mid to upper 30s. Uh, Oregon wins close one. The the last thing I'll say is like. If you watch the UCLA Utah game, it's not that Cam Rising. Um, so, it, like, I feel like that game came down to turnovers. It wasn't that Cam Rising was like making bad decisions. UCLA's defense was making plays. There is a difference, you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like Bo Nix doesn't need to have a bad game. I think UCLA's defense just is going to make plays. You know, with their diverse front seven, the way they bring uh, pressure, the way they all align all over the place, Latu's versatility. Um, it's really tough to to kind of read that front seven um, at all. So, I think and that's a, a they they have playmakers on their defense more so than anything. UCLA's yeah, well, I, biggest pickups in the offseason besides Latu were Ike Malloy and Ken Norton Jr. Facts. Look at, look Facts. at the way that front seven is playing. The yep. linebackers are well, disciplined, and you see what the D line is doing. Yep. And I would say that Leatu Latu, um, God, I still wish he was wearing purple, but um, if you want something to be, if you're a Duck fan, Listen to this. Number one, why are you here? Uh, this, is not your, <laughs> this is not your safe area there, there, there folks. Um, but uh, if you want to worry about something, worry about Latsu and the, I'm not hoping this will happen. Um, but uh, if Latsu gets home against Bo Nix and Bo Nix picks up a, a Nick or a knock, um, or gets in a lot of trouble, not just this week, but going forward, if Nix gets hurt, um, but, uh, so, so yeah, that's, I think that Murphy brothers too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, Murphy and Murphy. 
<laughs> moving on to a game that I'm sure will have the the eyes of the another game that that the whole world the whole uh, country is <laughs> going to be flipping back and forth between the UCLA Oregon game and this one. But uh, Arizona State at Stanford. Woo! Both two and four. Um, I got Stanford. I think uh, that running back is coming into his own. He might be one of the actual best running backs in the conference. I would say going into next year. Uh, it was the name Chase Filkins. Um, I, he's looking real, real nice. Hey, Casey Filkins. Okay, see. Uh, their <laughs> offense is finally starting to get into some form of a rhythm. They're coming off a big win versus Notre Dame, right? So, uh, is Notre yeah, Dame still I a big got win? Absolutely. That's always a big win. You just catch, just catching them down, just like Tennessee beating Bama. That's a big win. Even if Bama lose three more games this year, it's still a and big win. Because he punched a fan on the field. Hey, hey, right. Let's see if, uh, let's see if uh, Stanford, <laughs> Stanford, who's home in the in this game? It's it's uh, it's at the Stanford. library. That's why I was making noises. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got Stanford. Yeah. Excuse me, yeah, can I get my uh, copy of the Wall Street Journal in about midway through the first quarter? <laughs> my yeah. copy of the Wall Street Journal. Uh, score, <laughs> I'll give you. <laughs> score, I'll give you. Um, I'll give you twenty four seventeen. Darker Knights already yeah, made it reminds joke. me of uh, the missing Hobbit from Lord of the Rings. His name. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do a player player comp. I was like, oh dang. No, I I mean I I think Stanford's kind of finding something with this new scheme. Um, they can, you know, I think they can put up points, but they can also play in those really close tight defensive games as well. Um, I just think offensively they're just gonna be too much for Arizona State with that with the size outside and the ability to run the ball when they need to. And this is going to be another pro style type of quarterback that Arizona State is going to play. And I mean, I think he's going to put up some yards this game. So I'm going to say this is more of a yonder in more ways than one. But uh, I got Stanford winning 38 17. All right. Well, DJ. Who cares about this game? Stanford wins. Next. <laughs> Facts next. The no longer winless Colorado Buffaloes traveling to Corvallis and the uh, fighting Babushkas. Give me back to back Colorado upsets. I got it. I got Gilbertson having a terrible game. Give me 20 to 13. Colorado pulls it out at the end. Danny Arias, uh-huh. shout out the local kid. He's about to make the catch to seal the game. Hey, there is Oregon State's quarterback out. Chance, I think so. He he, yeah. In the last two games, he's been out, but the backup has actually played very good. The backup, yeah. I think, just beat Wazoo. But I mean, you're a backup for a reason. I think he's a redshirt freshman. He bound. He bound for one of them games. Yeah, I think I think Colorado's victory is going to be uh, short lived. Um, <laughs> I think they're going to go into Corvallis and run into an angry defense, and not they're going to make them one dimensional. And I actually have Oregon State winning another yonder. 
tight game. I'm going to say 24-13, Bees. Uh, all right. Want me to go, go or you go who again? Go ahead, DJ. Yeah. Uh, HUD, love you, but you're crazy. Ain't no way. <laughs> Colorado winning this game. <laughs> I'm going 27-6. Oregon State. <laughs> yeah, that that's going to be more like it, but come on, man. If, if Colorado wins. Hey, I'll take it. That would be funny. That would be, be something. 20-10, Beavs. That's that's well. Let's uh, move on to the to the one that we've been talking about, or that we talked about before. We took a little trip around a conference, uh, going back down to California, seven thirty Saturday night on uh, in front of the the guys on uh, Tightwad Hill, and who wants to give their score prediction for Saturday night first? I'll go first because I know I'm going to be different than you guys. Uh, if you go back to our pod on August, I don't know, 15th or something. I don't know. Sometime in August when we did our predictions, I predicted that we would lose this game. And Yes, you did. And if if we would have won one of our away games earlier, especially the Arizona State game, I'd feel a little different. But I I don't – I think we'll go down and come back with an L, unfortunately. But I, I had my prediction for score, but you guys had me rethinking that one for sure. I was going to say something crazy like 42-38 Cal, but you guys are making me sound like I'm insane if Cal scores that many points. But, hey, everyone has, as Hood said, everyone has their best game offensively against us. So I guess I'm just going to stick with that score. It's probably going to be wrong, but yeah, I'm going to go with that. I, I just want to see us – once we win an away game – I'll feel differently. Whether it's I don't care if it's against we would never play an FCS team on the road, but I don't care who it is it is against. I want to see us win an away game, then I'll feel differently about these games that we play on the road. I will say I can respect that for sure. Um Cal is always a struggle. Um I think styles make fights. Um and I think this is just a terrible styles make fights matchup. Um you have to. I think you're going to have to be able to score at least 35, 40 points to be able to even challenge UW. Um, and this offense, outside of you know the Arizona game, has struggled to score 28 points. So um, I'm going with uh, UW, and I'm going to stick around their average because they stick real close to that 38, 39, 40, 42. <laughs> they, they stick real, real close to that. Um, so I'll give it 42 um, to 18. I think this is going to be the, the largest margin of victory um, for the season. I like that. I like that. I, I kind of, I'm right there with you on uh, that type of prediction. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, you load the box and stop cows running a game, and I just don't see how they make this competitive for four quarters. I, I think they can hang around for, you know, a couple a couple of quarters, maybe going into the third because their defense is solid, and you know maybe we find a way to, you know, outsmart ourselves like we've been doing the last few games, and on short down and distances we decide to get cute. Um, but the Drippington Huskies coming down there and 
the best uniforms in the Pac-12. Yep. We've seen yep. this far. Royalty uh, swag. I don't see, yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to deliver a royalty-ass whooping. Um, <laughs> I think, Love it. I think we go down there and we we don't we get aggressive, but we don't get our fifty burger. Uh, but I say we go down there and we win. I'm gonna say forty four twenty four. You bet. I'm I'm gonna give two predictions. I'm gonna give the what should happen if the, <laughs> if the world was logical and made sense, and I will give the because it's fucking Cal. And nothing ever makes fucking sense when we play this football team. So the what should happen is it should be something in the vein of about 38-13, 38-17, somewhere in that ballpark. They're not going to score with us. Penix has a good day, maybe not quite as good as a day as he had against Arizona. I'll give Cal's defense just a little bit of credit, even though they've done it against absolutely fucking nobody. Um, however, it's Cal. We always lose to Cal. Um it doesn't make any sense. Um, and just because it's getting the universe wants John Wilner to um, have something to write about, about how all these other programs should have hired Justin Wilcox. Um, final score, Cal eight, Washington two. Basically a re- re- repeat of the red box bowl from a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, oh, man. The defensive struggle. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> About set, set a new uh, NCA record for fumbles and, and turnovers, and no team wants to hold the whole ball, and the teams are just kicking it around the field, basically in a monsoon. In a monsoon, but, you know, you won't hear that team down there, you know, bragging about that game. Mi- micro earthquakes happening, you know, in the area that's <laughs> causing disruption and causing, you know, the turf monster makes uh, an incredible appearance seventy five hundred times. Um, and there it is. <laughs> hey, but on the real, can we please get a defensive or a special teams touchdown? Man, like yes. that's if we get one of those, we're scoring fifty Josh. in a couple of our games, at least. So you hear we, we need one of those. pulling out all the stops though. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is going to be their uh, special guest, and they're bringing them out in the golf cart. Oh no way! Yeah. <laughs> I, I got bad news for Cal though. <laughs> Tyrone's not coaching this football team. <laughs> Carl Burnell's not the quarterback. Dude. But but that's shouts, facts. Shouts to Marlon Wood for making that play that sent that game oh, to overtime. I it was over. I thought it was yeah. over. Um. All right. Anything else, uh, or, or should we just call this one a night? <laughs> a travesty that it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Or, yeah, or at least my commentary. <laughs> I just want the defense to show up and match. Please. Just just match just some of the intensity of what the offense has brought this year. I just want to see the defense put a full game together, and uh, I just want some of these young boys to show out and yep. have that breakout game for confidence. They don't need to be perfect. I just want to see improvement. Yep, exactly. Just, just some improvement. Exactly. Some changes or whatever on defense. Yep. They're super diverse and and super creative on on offense. Got to do the same thing on the defensive side of the ball, man. I just yep. want to see. I, I don't want to see like I'm tired of seeing like you know reactionary adjustments. I want to see you come into the game with a new defensive structure and being like, I'm about to implement this on you. Make me adjust again. Um, so, and uh, Cal's a perfect guinea pig. 
I want to call out a good tweet on the opposite of one of our segments that I just saw happen to, to check Twitter. In terms of crazy, we are wedding. This is game uh, eight of the season. So we've got um, at least four regular season games after this, plus ideally a, a bowl game, plus who knows what else happens. With 227 yards on Saturday, Michael Penix Jr. would move into the top 10 single season Utah passing yardage totals. Uh, current number 10 is, uh, I think, probably the, the quarterback that I saw, uh, that I remember seeing play for UW first, Kerry Conklin, in, uh, with 2,786 in 1989. Wow. In game eight. Damn. There was, was also some stat that uh, didn't it say something about how our offense has scored more points now all season or, or, or at game eight than they did all last year. Yep, something like that. Yeah, yeah. After game seven, we've scored more points than we've scored all last season. That's, I thought that's we did not that surprising. Too. It felt like it. It felt like it. That's hey, facts. Oh. Hey, John, John, and Jimmy. Hello. <laughs> How you doing, man? Game eight. Ah, oh, that means the season's three fourths of the way through. It makes me actually a little sad. Love college football and no basketball season might be good. Yeah, two thirds of the way through, not three quarters. Two thirds of the way. Oh yeah, I'm done. Two thirds. No, you're not. It's just late. It's late. uh, (laughs) Season predictor with the records and uh, and go week to week to see and like you know add up the weeks and the wins and see where we are. Oh yeah, I look at the reason why I was saying that referencing Cal earlier because I went back and listened to that episode and Mm. yeah, and that's. Mine's pretty close. I don't know. Yours look pretty close you right pre- now. Look yeah. at look at you doing prep for the podcast. <laughs> DPS is already off. <laughs> when is that not the case? Well, DP and I were on the same train of thought. We're already three wins ahead of what I predicted. One and zero mentality, baby. Nope. Yep, one and yeah. zero mentality. I'm not even worried about. I'm not even worried about Cal. For sure, <laughs> I'm not even. Get uh, one thing I definitely don't want to see is uh, let's not pick up any uh, any knocks inj- any new injuries. Uh, get yep. some folks healthy over the bye week. Yep. Uh, yep. Go down, beat the crap out of Cal because it's it's their time. It's been coming to them for a long time. Uh, but thanks for listening. Go dogs! We'll. We should be back next week just to do a, a fun one, maybe uh, do a happy hours mailbag type type pod. Um, everybody have a great weekend. Go dogs! Dodge Go this dogs. smoke. Go, Go dogs. dogs! The Trippingtons. <laughs>